This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. Assalamu alaikum, hello, wallah, and welcome to Life Beats. I'm Sally Musa. Now, is coding the answer to the challenges in the education system? Should we be having uh, textbooks uh, anymore in schools? Are we teaching our kids the right way? Well, Omar Farouki is going to be joining me next to talk why he set up a new education company with technology at its heart, which he says is going to revolutionize education in the region. We're going to be finding out more next on Life Beats on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. 95. Keeping it local. Keeping it local. All day, every day. Pulse 95. Heart of Shasha. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. 95. We're about to meet the man who says that he's created the Uber of education. Omar Farouki is a former investment banker who decided to set up an alternative education company geared towards technology and technology-linked subjects carefully curated with the latest digital trends in mind. And he's someone who's committed to bringing a revolution to the education system, not just here in the GCC but across the world. Omar Farouki, welcome to Life Beats. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Great to have you with us. Now, um, do you know what? It's kind of funny because I meet a lot of investment bankers who decide to leave investment banking and um, go into education or uh, do something else. Tell us about your story. How'd you get here? Yeah, it's uh, two years ago I decided to leave uh, the investment banking world after 18 years. I think I kind of got tired of it. And... um, Wanted to make a bit of an impact, and uh, my family has a, a is is into healthcare. Um, so I thought I'd do education, as I believe healthcare and education are the two direct uh, ways you can make an impact. Okay, so then you were just thinking education. I'm going to start a whole new education company, and your goals to, as you say, these are your words to revolutionize education. Correct. Uh, what on earth do you mean by that, and and why do you feel like? It needs revolutionizing. Where are we going with this? It does. Uh, I think the whole education system, not just here, but around the world is completely outdated and we need to do something about it. I believe it's 200 years old and it's uh, it's not wrong. It's just outdated. And with the way technology is improving and the way technology is expanding, I think everything needs to be relooked at. And so I plan to do just that. Mm. So what, what are you seeing? What were the gaps that you were seeing in education and this very much goes back to um, your son particularly at school and the experience that he had so tell us about that and how that sparked the idea for what you're doing now yes absolutely so two uh, about two and a half years ago my son uh, moved back to the US with um, his mother and um, started to go to a very good uh, school in Houston Texas and you know about a year into his education I realized the kind of things that he picked up uh, were just not available in the preceding decade that he had spent here in the schools out here in the UAE. Um, and that made me think and identified a gap, basically. And I started talking to some friends and family out here. And uh, the next thing I know, there I realized that uh, they, there is a major gap. Um, a lot of the things that are said that are being offered in schools don't really get offered in schools at the level that they should be offered at. Um, and that was my 
kickstarting of the what I started. This is interesting. Um, so what did you see that schools were saying that they were offering uh, and what was the reality? So tell us a bit more about that. So um, every school, you know, in, in whatever segment they operate in, say that they have tech subjects, they have uh, a lot of things related to robotics, they have a lot of the modern mm-hmm. subjects, modern curriculum and what have you. That's all great and well, but the reality is that it's still delivered in the old-fashioned way uh, that has been done for 200 years. Uh, you know, kids still go to class in the morning, study for about 45 minutes per class. You know, why do we have 45 minutes? Then they go study for a test or they study for an exam at the end of the year. Why do they study for that? And then they forget what they've learned because they memorized about 50, 60, 70% of whatever they've studied. So that has to be wrong. That's something wrong, fundamentally wrong with the situation. Every subject that we get taught in theory is all great and well, but in this day and age of Google and, and you know Siri and Alexa and all where everything's available for free online, why are we paying for all of this? Something is not right. And that's what started it all. Mm, okay. And so uh, you decided to go into schools or is it online? How does uh, your company work and the kind of courses that you are offering? Yeah. You know, And how does it differ from that model of Go into a class of 45 minutes, uh, yes. listen to a teacher rattle on. Yes. Uh, how did you go about it? So we have uh, uh, we have three business models. Uh, we have we partner up with schools, schools who don't feel we're a threat. So we partner up with them. Uh, you know, we go into schools. We basically provide content and teachers. So the standards of the content, that uh, the subject matters, we have about 35 subjects as of now. We provide those. Uh, the teachers, we have bare minimum standards of teachers, and it's something I specifically said that no teacher should be above the age of 25. So for me, it doesn't matter if you're a qualified teacher, it ma- it matters more if you reach the minimum criteria and the rest leave it up to us to train the teachers for, for those subjects. So that is something that we do. So and you we guys will are be training them? This we also train, absolutely. And so. you've deliberately brought in very young teachers who are fresh, who... Uh, I'm assuming they have the passion for the subjects that they've studied and that they want to teach. Yes. I mean, one of the reasons we, I call us the Uber of education or the Kareem of education is because, um, you know, our, our teachers are part timer. So we don't actually have full time teachers because they don't need to be full time teachers. Um, they are free to do whatever they want. If they have extra hours available, we have subjects going on all day long at different uh, communities, different schools, you know, whether it's after schools or integrated into the curriculum, uh, even our own private own uh, uh, classes ourselves that we do. So teachers are needed all the time. We have about a roster of about 30 teachers at any given time, Um, you know, Uber of education. It it is a very different uh, model. But in that way, how do you kind of uh, ensure the continuity of teachers? Because, you know, sometimes... Um, well, a lot of the times I find that, you know, you need continuity with the same teacher. So how do, we ins- do you ensure that? Yes. I mean, we have, uh, we rate our teachers. We have feedback from parents. We have feedback from schools. We have our own internal checks. So obviously there is there is a, an attrition rate of teachers all the time, coming and going all the time. Um, obviously the good ones are, are, are kept uh, for a lot longer. Mm-hmm. But as I said, they're part-timers. So they're actually free to do whatever else they want. And, you know, a lot of the, it's, it's, it's picked up really well because, they end up earning a lot of uh, extra cash on the side, basically, and and ends up being more than what their full-time jobs are. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how many schools are you with right, currently? So we've already partnered up with over 50 schools, uh, and we're growing all the time uh, across the UAE. Clearly, you're filling a gap. Uh, coming up next, I'm going to be talking uh, to Hamad about the kind of subjects that they're offering, the kind of courses that they're offering, very project-based 
uh, you're somebody who wants to get rid of theory. We're going to be talking about that next on Life Beats on Pulse95. You're listening to Pulse95. Life Beats with Sally Musa, only on Pulse 95. Yes, we've got uh, Omar Farouki in the studio with us uh, talking the future of education right now. Uh, he set up a, a company that uh, is already in 50 plus schools uh, here uh, in the UAE, in Saudi as well, um, but looking to expand into 13 countries uh, yes. revolutionizing education. That's what we're talking about today. Um, you kind of started with coding. Uh, and all of these tech-based subjects. So tell us why that's important. We hear it all the time. It feels like a buzzword at the moment. It's not quite in the mainstream of education. That's right. But why is this important, Omar? So, um, you know, coding, robotics uh, is is all about creativity. It's all about mathematics. It's all about logic. It's all about critical thinking. Um, and, and, And that teaches a child something that normal mainstream subjects just don't do it. Secondly, it's preparing the child for the future, which is completely going to revolutionize everything we do in every aspect of our lives, you know, in every sector you can ever imagine. Mm. But yet the schools are not really teaching it. So some, there's a big gap. There's, there's clearly an issue there that needs to be addressed. Mm. That's what this will do. We're hearing all kinds of things in the headlines uh, that are all around uh, technology. And, you know, yesterday we had the announcement that the UAE, Saudi Arabia would be creating a joint cryptocurrency. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of us still don't even understand what a cryptocurrency is. Correct. Uh, and yet our kids are going to be going into jobs that need to not only understand what that is, but be able to drive it and manipulate it and, Correct. you know, be able to deal with that reality. That's right. I mean, I mean if currently a lot of the um, these uh, to develop cryptos and all our joint cryptos, you know, we have to import talent from abroad. No one no one gets uh, to do this in schools out here. We don't teach them in schools out here. So why not do that? Mm. You know, so let's do that. You know, everyone talks about Silicon Valley and all these wonderful areas, which are, which are absolutely amazing. Why can't we have our own out here? But that's what this is all about, to, to empower the kids to learn something completely new that will revolutionize everything in the future anyway. That's what you're creating. Okay, so 35 uh, subjects you've currently yep. uh, got teaching. Tell us about some of those and, and what kids are getting out of them. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we have uh, we have a whole host of coding subjects from everything from a basic coding subject to a lot more complicated subjects. We have game development, um, you know, where, where kids actually end up creating a full on game. Uh, we also have entrepreneurship, which actually they sell how to sell that game. Uh, we also have app development. So we have robotics where they actually make robots. Uh, make your own watch, uh, make your own smartwatch, make your own uh, laptop. You know, ins- instead of playing on it, why don't you actually make it? When kids are busy making stuff, they are using their brains in other ways unimaginable that textbooks and theories just won't do. That's why you're throwing out the textbooks. That's right. No textbooks. You've decided just to let kids play. 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 Kids, let the kids play. Why does it have to be a seven, eight hour day? Why can't it just be a four hour day? Right. I'd love to know what everybody who's watching on Instagram Live thinks about what Omar is saying. Mm -hmm. Would you put your kids in a program like this? Would they love it? Would they benefit? Would you be like, because I can hear some parents up in arms going, what are you talking about? 
you know, we learned with textbooks and, and we had to memorize things and you have to learn all of that stuff. Correct. It gives you a good foundation. Correct. That's what are you the, talking about? And that's that's part of the issue. My biggest, um, uh, if you want to call it barrier, is us as parents, including myself. We are programmed like we were about for the last 50 years in one specific way. So we are actually the biggest barrier, not the kids. We are the ones who are hindering them. This is interesting. Um, tell me about the kind of um, challenges that you are seeing uh, at the moment um, to this, because you're you're actually going uh, completely against the whole culture yes. around yes. Uh, not just education, but even Arab culture. You Correct. yourself, you you are from Saudi Arabia. Yep. Um, you're an Arab uh, as as well as somebody who understands, you know, uh, the, the world uh, beyond that as well. That's right. So tell tell me about that. How what you're seeing and and the challenges that you're facing. Yeah, it's it is. It's it's. I mean, you're breaking barriers. You're breaking walls. You're breaking emotional walls as well all the time. And and you know, you're talking about government. You're talking about parents. You're touching a, a subject area that is close to everyone's heart, but no one really wants to do it because it's been working for two hundred years. Uh, you know, but. It is now. It is the time to change. If we don't change now, we're going to be decades behind the future. All right, we're going to be uh, talking next about how we're going to make those changes, and as well uh, asking Ahmad. Okay, uh, it's all good and well if you want to become a coder or you want to become an engineer or whatever it is. But what if my kid doesn't want to be that at all? What if they want to be an artist? Is this still relevant? Uh, we're going to be talking about that and so much more. Keep your questions uh, coming in for Omar uh, if you have questions for him on this or anything else to do with education. As you can see, he's incredibly passionate about it and wants to change things. Uh, more to come on Life Beats after this. This is Pulse 95. Life Beats Beats. with Sally Musa, only on Pulse 95. Yeah, and right here we are talking uh, the future very much of education with Omar Farooqi, who has decided to launch his own uh, education tech company um, to bridge the gap that we're seeing in education currently at the moment. Uh, We talked about the fact that you're teaching currently 35 subjects and counting. It's expanding all the time. Um, You're teaching five-year-olds how to make applications for chats. Four-year-olds. Four-year-olds even. (laughs) So you're going from four to 16-year-olds. That's right. At the moment. That's right. Um, with some great subjects that we really need uh, at the moment as the future is changing faster and faster. Um, breakneck speed, really. And us parents really don't know how to keep up with it. Yep. That's for sure. Yep. Um, but what about if your child doesn't really want to be an engineer or a coder? What if they want to be an artist? Should we really still be caring about subjects like this? Yes, absolutely. Because if you look at even art, we're, we're getting into digital uh, arts. We're getting into technology is going to influence every subject matter, every area, every aspect of our lives. Um, and art is no different. I mean, you could be a doctor, you could be an engineer, you can be an artist and what have you, or a musician even. Mm. You know, it's, it is a tech, tech will still influence it. And yes, if you have those basic skills, you will need them in the future for sure. How does it influence it though? Because we're talking now about STEAM subjects, yeah. which are, yes, they're the science subjects, but you're also inserting art in there. So tell me about the the kind of nuanced discussion that we need to be having about, you know, how all of these things fit together because we are still seeing education systems where, you know, science is being taught separately to humanities. Yeah. So 
what what is your vision your idea of what this needs to look like yeah i mean this is this is all about um uh, putting everything together i mean you have uh, all the steam subjects um you know every aspect will, will needs to be looked at in in its own individuality um eventually they have to fit into a curriculum currently the curriculums that operate in all the schools today um you know we're looking into them we're 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 pro- making them into project based um subjects instead of um theoretical subjects and so that takes its own time and that's where that's the process that we're in right now okay all right so uh what's uh, interesting about what you do as well is that you get parents involved too yeah uh this is a big part of what you do I, right. i feel like what you're doing is actually quite holistic yes you're not leaving the parents out who really have a big say in this um as we said uh, just now that we as parents don't like change yeah uh, change is difficult to handle especially when you're spending so much money to begin with on your child's education and then you're told actually they need these subjects too because they're not getting what they need at school so this is a big hurdle and yeah. you know tell me about you know in terms of uh, getting parents on board in that regard yeah so i mean if you look at a child's education other than the school the other stakeholder is the parent and the teacher mm. right um yet the parent is the one who doesn't whose voice is never heard right and so that is something that is important for their voices to be heard throughout the uh, the child's education be part of the stakeholder of the child and their development so yes we are giving them a voice we want them to complain basically and see what what what, what can be done because it's what i call citizenship governance basically and so that's why you have physical town halls yep. um where parents can come and yep. be part of it yep. and they talk to you yep. they tell you what the challenges are that they are facing what do you, what are the kind of things that you're hearing from parents yeah so i mean they 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 want us to um implement new things ideas all the time but at the same time they're scared of what the change is all about and then i tell the parents look you're scared your child is not scared your child actually wants this done so why don't you allow him or her to do it and uh, when they do it's it's shocking to see the parents in their faces and what the child has accomplished and they're like i didn't know they were able to do this and i'm like well that's cuz you didn't allow them to do it yeah yeah because uh, oftentimes they're thinking it's got to be the traditional way yeah. the traditional way of uh, of educating our kids um so in in terms of uh, where this is going to go next what are your ideas for this and what's your feeling on what you're going to do next mm. yeah i mean this is um, where we haven't even begun yet we're we're only in a year and a half into this uh you know we're a startup ourselves if you best way to describe it so you know we're starting we're expanding we're adding new subject matter all the time we're adding new processes all the time um you know we're using technology in a good way to 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 um implement what we're trying to do changes we're trying to make we're trying to talk to the ministries to do all sorts of things so yeah we're it's it's a beginning cuz as a parent i know i i hear a lot f- i hear this a lot from other parents but i feel this as well myself Um you know we see because when you say technology we think of screen time mm. um and what happens <laughs> often is kids are already required to spend so much time in front of a screen they're doing their homework in front of screens uh, some parents would argue actually we need to get them away from screens yeah and in terms of you know emotional intelligence yep. and and relating to people so what do you say to that well i say that then 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 why are they going to school i mean when when they go to school the school stopped them from playing mm. playing is not screen time right playing is actually when kids use emotional intelligence they use their own creativity their own logical thinking teamwork bonding you know with with, with other other kids all the time but yet schools don't allow for that and why is that the important thing is actually that what you're doing isn't just uh online 
it yeah. is physical. Well, it's actually mostly physical because yeah. there has to be a physical aspect. Completely removal of uh, the physical aspect or, or teacher or as I call them, guides or, or, or facilitators mm. uh, no more, you know, are, are very important for the child's learning. It's, it's part of the stakeholding process. Yeah. Yeah. Very much important to, to, to have that interaction. Very important. And learning from other kids as well. Very important. And being part of that. Um, in the next uh, segment, I want to talk to you more about uh, special needs. Yeah. Uh, because we often think about uh, special needs kids uh, learning in uh, in a completely different way. But actually, this could be uh, just the thing that they need that is missing for them as well. So we're going to be talking to Ahmad about that and more on Life Beats next on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. Is Pulse 95. Pulse 95. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. 95. So, uh, lots of comments coming in about the topic uh, discussing uh, education, the future of education with Omar Farooqi. This one uh, from Doris. Hi, Doris. Uh, She says, I come from a family of teachers, about eight teachers in all. And she says, I honestly feel that our education system is outdated. Um, She's speaking uh, from an Indian perspective, uh, as we know. Doris is right. even though she says we've made a lot of changes in progress I feel like we definitely need new ideas and maybe one like this from Omar uh, but all good ideas need to be tested in time Correct. so it's that's a very good point I mean how long do you think you'll know before this is not only going to be successful but something that you can really grow because you you want this to become a university as well correct uh, well it's already growing I mean we, we're already partnered up with all so, so many schools so clearly we are doing something right um mm. but at the same time I mean you know uh, 20 years ago Amazon was a bookstore look at it now it does everything so it's an evolution as well it's a journey of its own kind and and we are evolving every day. We were we were eight subjects. We're thirty five subjects now. You know we we keep adding more subjects, more content. But you know, interestingly, Doris brings up a great point. She says that education hasn't changed, and I know I've been doing this in media for years, and for years we have been talking about change in education. Why is education not changing? Um, and well, education has been the same for about two hundred years, uh, and it's not changing, and it, it needs to change. Why it's not changing? It's a uh, it's a great um, business. It's a great commercial business to be in. Um, it, it it is a strong pillar of society. It's a, it's the uh, place where every human being starts off with, uh, in, in, you know, in terms of going to school and so on and so forth. Um, so it's hard to change those kind of institutions, and um, a lot of it is to do with regulation. A lot of it is to do with authorities that govern it. Uh, a lot of it is to do with, um, uh, you know, the, the systems that are that are already out there. I mean, you have your American system, British system, you mm. have Arabic, English, Indian, Pakistani, all these systems. You know, why are they actually systems? Why can't there be one universal system? So things like that, these are all debates that need to be looked at now in a very serious way. And I, I do believe that technology will wipe all these out eventually. Because you're not just looking at changing the system. Uh, you're looking at not teaching children according to age groups. Yep. Well, you've got age groups, but yep. not in the ages and the grades that grades. we currently see. That's right. So no grades. No grades. No, no grades one to tens. 
you know the the system should still prepare you for all these um uh, you know 10th grade and and high school and uh, a level exams and all what have or ibs uh, uh, as well uh, they will still prepare you for that but why does it have to be according to grade why can't it be according to age group so our subjects are 4 to 6 7 to 9 10 to 13 um and within each group uh, age group uh, subject matter we also have subgroups and where kids basically are in groups of threes and you know they they learn as pa- in teams so teamwork is also uh, encouraged and 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 so forth university hmm. tertiary education you've got your sights set on that as well yes i do tell us what you've got planned for that what do you see yes um university is definitely it's all part of a whole revamping of education so i do wish that one day will be an end-to-end um uh you know a system that that we will create ourselves uh you know everything that we're doing right now is creating a new boundary every time is creating a new frontier every time um you know we're reinventing as we go along and which is which is beautiful which is a wonderful thing and university is one of the uh nadirs that we have to reach Degrees. What are your ideas for the degrees? You don't want to see the four, five, six, seven-year degrees anymore. Uh, yes, I, I, I believe that they're also outdated. Um, I think a lot of people will hate me for this, but I think that now it's time for nano degrees and micro degrees. What does that um, even mean? What do you mean by a nano degree? Yeah, nano degrees is 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 basically like a you do a course for one of our courses for let's say three months, and you'll end up getting a, a little nano degree in that specific course. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What is a degree? It's, it's subject matter expertise, right? And uh, take that course. I mean, do you need, if you don't, again, to your point when you said that uh, if, if someone doesn't want to go into that subject matter, well, you still need the skill for the future. So have that skill, have that nano degree with you, you know, which will be relevant to your other um, aspirations. It just allows you to tailor the whole experience to what you need. Yes. at any given time and as we know you uh, we've gone beyond the point where you go to university for three or four years and then you're done learning yeah we need to be learning all the time and this is an opportunity to do that continuous learning absolutely uh that's what it's all about uh you know we we artificial intelligence is going to take over it's going to change a lot of the things we have to be equipped to deal with um uh, subject matters that relate to that in the future um, a scary thing by World Economic Forum, a report that was released where 70% of the jobs uh, in the next 10 years have not even been created uh, yet because of artificial intelligence. And they've not been created because the schools don't even cater to those jobs. So does that mean there's going to be a lot of unemployment? It probably will be because there's no jobs. And that's what we're doing. We're teaching the subject of the future. Special needs kids. This is something that you're thinking about as well. Yes. Uh, so how do you cater to special needs kids? We don't. We, our subjects are are for everyone, and special needs are, are are you know these these children are wonderful geniuses themselves. I mean, they actually pick up these subject matters than than regular uh, kids, if you if you will, uh, for the lack of a better word. They pick them up faster. They pick them up a lot faster. Yes. So actually, in in reality, these are kind of catering to them without catering to them. Correct. Correct, exactly. We're, we're, we're running a pilot right now. We're experimenting with one of the schools and it's, it's, uh, it, that, that caters for special needs. And it's been an incredible eye-opening experience for myself. I mean, I'm new into this subject, uh, you know, as an educationist now. And, and what I see, it's just absolutely mind-blowing. Fantastic. Yeah. This is really, really interesting and, and something that um, we're looking forward to hearing more about in the future and seeing where you take this. Thank Where you. it all goes, you're looking at 13 countries that yeah. uh, you're going to be launching into. Uh, currently, you're in Saudi, you're in the UAE. Yep. 
and uh, it's just going to grow. It's just going to grow bigger and bigger in Asia, Asia Pacific, Asian continent, if you will. Uh, you know, we're part of that Asian continent as well. Um, you know, it's, it's, that's the kind of business we have. I'm loving seeing your passion, Omar. Thank you. Uh, and thank you so much for joining us today on Life Beats. Um, I, I just want to kind of put out there your final word to parents. You know, it's education needs to be changed, completely revolutionized, and so help me do it. <laughs> Amazing, fantastic. Omar Farooqi, uh, thank you so much. Coming up next on Life Beats, we're going to be talking about uh, Fortnite and how predators are using this very popular online game to groom kids. Uh, it is a disturbing story, but one we're going to get insight on uh, from our guys on the beat. Hani and Mikhail, they're going to be joining me in the studio to talk about this. How do you protect your kids from what's happening online? It's a big, big topic. That's next on Live Beats on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every weekday from 10 a.m.